0: The Eagles versus the Rams edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gaming podcast network is brought to you by game time. Snag the tickets without distress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the game time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HRFbetts.com, Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles Podcast so on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Eagles get the dramatic win uh to take down the commanders 34 to 31, moving to 4-0, and 0, aka the best record you could have at this point in the season. Their dominance of the National Football League continues. It's just them and the 49ers, and yet. If you talk to some of these fans, yeah, act like they're 0-4. I remember a time when uh we had Carson Wentz. I remember dark days of Kevin Cobb, Sam Bradford. So uh you know, forgive me if I'm happy uh that the Eagles are four and oh Rob, do you share my optimism about the birds? No. Um I, I, look, I'm
1: optimistic. I, I shouldn't say no. I'm not optimistic, but we had a big fight in our in our thread here. <laughs> um, yeah, you can be happy with the outcome. Certainly, everyone's happy with the four 0 record. No one is saying otherwise. But you can be unhappy with how we've got there, right? Um, and Sean, Sean's soft. He gets very hurt if you say everything's not perfect and we're not like clicking on all cylinders like that bothers Sean. He's He, he can't handle it. So uh, the answer is no, we're, we're still not. Like we saw this team last year, right? We saw them go to the Super Bowl, operate at a really, really high level and came back with arguably a better roster. And we're not seeing it. Um, the defense looks shaky again this week. They got picked apart by Sam Howell, who's not a great quarterback, at least not yet. Um, and the offense was better. The passing game was better. But there's still some you know, mind-blowing decisions, which we're going to get into. So uh, you know, there are a lot of problems. And my fear is we're going to play good teams soon. Uh, we have a tough five-game stretch coming up. And we better figure these things out soon. I hope we will. I'm happy with the outcome, but it is not all rosy, like Sean thinks.
0: Well, it, it what, what really got me going was we kicked the game-winning field goal, and instead of like, yes, thank God we beat Washington, nice, you know, hey, we won. It was that game sucked. We sucked. Uh, uh, we shouldn't even have won that game. If only we had last year's defense, so we could lose to the Commanders like we did last year at home against Washington. Justin, I, I think the I think Jalen Hurts in particular. He's turned these Eagles fans into spoiled brats. Oh, 22 and 1, but what have you done for me lately? The guy's he's, he's won 22 out of his last 23
2: starts. Oh, it, stop. It, I don't see. Justin, where weigh in on this. I'm uh like the fans right now. I feel like uh I'm I feel like mommy and daddy are fighting right now. I'm not sure whose side to take. Uh I will say though, just just looking at it from a standpoint of like I said, I'm not taking any sides, but I think there are... So Take it, a side. Take a side. Be, there's, we could be happy for the win. I agree. It is hard okay, but, to well, win that was my four thing. games in a row in the NFL. 100% agree. But with that being said, I think there they are... They could have covered, though, still, by the way. <laughs> that's it, what would, Rob was bad nice. about. <laughs> um, but there are certainly things that can be cleaned up, and I think specifically right now is the defense. The offensive play calling, I, I think everybody's... Uh, thinks it's a bit shoddy at times, uh, specifically when it comes to third down situations and even red zone. Um, So for the record, Justin, you don't think
1: running the ball on like, you know, third and 11 or whatever it is, is the way to go.
2: Well, I listened to Sirianni talk. I heard the Kelsey thing too. I know Sirianni said, Hey, that was a play that they had called. He, him and Johnson get together. And if they see a certain defense, they're going to call that play, and he's happy with it. And it they actually called it at one point, I think a game before or two, um, on third and eight, and Gainwell actually scored on it. That being said, I think there was a d- different defensive setup in this situation. And I wouldn't have called it on either of those plays. I agree with you, Rob. I don't think it's good play calling and um, they got to work it out. And it sounds like Sirianni has a lot to do with that as well. Um, and I know he has Johnson at the home calling the plays, but they talk about it. Like you said, it's situational. <clears throat> and that's. And he was said he was happy with it. And I don't think he was necessarily just saying that to stick up for Johnson. I think he's involved with it. Um, I think that more passing needs to take place there. If you look at it, you know, there were what, two red zone passes to A.J., um, I believe it was against Tampa Bay when A.J. was upset and they finally threw to him. They got called back um, for penalties, but those would have been touchdowns. And it seems like we we do better in passing situations down there, and we should be calling it a little bit more often. This past game, I think we called four runs in the red zone and two passes. Um, and, you know, things kind of worked out, but it could have been better, um, as we've been pointing out.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, to that, that third and 11 at uh, Kelsey, uh, I was listening to him on WIP. I shared the segment with you guys as well. He was saying, Hey, as soon as they saw the defense, they knew it wasn't a good spot. Jalen had been pretty good about audibling out or checking out of something better. He missed the mm-hmm. check. They brought a slot blitz that uh, Kelsey was saying they didn't think they were going to bring. So yeah, I think that was a bad play call. I would say, though, in general, I, I think this was the best the offense looked. The passing offense in particular seemed pretty um, pretty dialed in. Jalen Hurts didn't turn the ball over, completed almost 70% of his passes, 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. I think they did a great job of getting A.J. Brown, their best player of the ball. I'm with you, Rob. I, I don't understand the Goddard thing. I, I, and I would say oh, that's infuriating. I, I don't know. I don't know how how much you guys have been following this, but there's been like a tight end epidemic where no tight ends in fantasy player props—they're all doing really really bad. I don't know if it's yeah. a, a league-wide thing where they're they're adjusting that like cover two or the safety sit back, and that's that's causing issues for the tight ends. But there's been. I think there's only been like three tight ends that have had more than like 10 fantasy points in a game this season. Something crazy. I mean, Kelsey's not doing anything. None of these, you know, Mark Andrews finally had one game, but Goddard is not alone in, in his struggles at the tight end position. Overall though, I, I did feel pretty good about the offense, although I would say red zone play calling, red zone efficiency, that to me needs to be the focus moving forward. But, Rob, what's your biggest beef with the offense right now? I just – I still felt
1: like even last week, I, I do agree we got the passing game going better. I, I still just felt like – I don't know. We were working the outside of the field a little more. I, I still want to see, like, it spread around a little. And then I almost felt like we abandoned the run and Swift – no reason it was like like let's get the balance going um it, it almost feels like we have to do one or the other sometimes uh instead of just putting it all together in a cohesive game plan like i felt like we we hit in stride and and that could just be an observation that i feel is wrong but you know one thing the red zone's been terrible um and i think I sent the stat and I tried to dig it up and I couldn't find it, but I heard it on the radio. It was something like out of, and I'm probably getting the exact numbers wrong, but it was something like out of 22 plays inside the 20, we've only actually thrown it into the end zone like twice. Like we're not even taking the sh- shots to the end zone. We're throwing short. We're running up the middle where, you know, we're not really even giving ourselves chances to score. And and I think the play calling has been really confusing. And I heard Sirianni talking about that play too. And, and, and the Kelsey thing, I kind of felt like Sirianni was covering for him um, quite honestly. That's, that's what it felt like to me, either that or he's getting involved and, and, and and meddling maybe more than he should um but you, you know i don't know look everyone has a bad play call i'm not going to write it off because of one bad play call it just feels like we have not been able to get a, re- a rhythm in the in the red zone uh and maybe that's just cuz the defense is tightening it up tightening up and we don't have the answer but that's been the most frustrating thing to me i mean we've still won these games pretty pretty well but you know each of these games could have been like two score victories Um, if we had scored in the red zone. So I I think we need to figure that out quickly.
0: Taking a quick break to talk about game time. Love game time. Game time is what we're using uh, to go to the Eagles-Rams game. That's right. I'm hanging around, haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I know when I do pull the trigger, I'm going to be getting a great deal on some great tickets, and I get that sweet, sweet uh, discount when I use the promo code SGPN, get $20 off. Uh, when you sign up or download the uh, game time app, go to game time CO, download the app, get ready to go game time. They have you covered their low, t- low price guarantee. E- you can't beat it. If you can find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. It's not going to happen. Not only sports concerts, comedy, if you're getting tickets anywhere, you got to get it over at game time. GameTime.co or download the game time app and use promo code SGPN. You either step that on is the a bit of a.
2: I think that is a bit of a like coulda, woulda, shoulda, though, to a certain extent, you know? Sure. Uh, we got to, uh, obviously, things could have been a little bit better, but I will say, I think in the first half, things really seemed like they stumbled due to the fact that like we scored on that opening drive. And then I don't think we scored until the last drive of that first half. It wasn't, and so our moves and our mindset seemed like things definitely weren't working. But then in the in the second half, we really did seem to put things together, and the passing game really started to click. I mean, I I rewatched that game last night, and it did seem like Hertzman just was dotting some of those passes, and I think I counted maybe four that he could have done a little bit better on, and some of those are questionable. What? Don't say that in front of Sean. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm watching. Two, <laughs> two, two of them being to Goddard, one where he had to lead Goddard to that right hand because the linebacker was coming on the left side. So it maybe was a little bit off target, but I think Goddard st- it still hit his hands. And then the other one was way over Goddard's head. Uh, but that looked like a timing issue there. So I don't know. Uh, I will say, too, sorry, I wanted to bring this up. I know people didn't like the fact that Jalen threw deep on that third down play, or what was it? The second down deep to AJ and he got the penalty, but you know what? Great quarterbacks do that. And if they see something open, they don't have time to think too much about it. You got to take the open guy. And if we would have won him with a touchdown and AJ had noticed, I mean, we would have been talking about Jalen nonstop. Um, Unfortunately, we got the rare grounding call in that situation. I remember many times seeing Tom Brady just yelling at his wide receiver and moving his hands like, oh, you ran the wrong route. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. There's no flag for that. Yeah, there's no flag for intentional grounding once you do that, especially if you're Tom Brady. The only other person who I heard that called on was Geno. I think last season somebody pointed it out, but it's so rare.
0: Yeah, that was, uh, there was, uh, and you could go off on the refs for a bunch of stuff. I mean, the, uh, that the tush push, uh, the guard lining up off sides, I think was a bullshit call. I mean, uh, you know, the, 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 the defense is just like hanging over the neutral zone. It, it really makes no sense. They seemingly going out of their way my biggest issue, I, I I'm with you. Uh, the, the third and 11 call was stupid. It's one call. What I, I think in hindsight, what was a really bad play was that uh second touchdown to AJ Brown. It was a bad play because it was second and four. Really? The Eagles should just run the clock out, kick the field goal end the game in regulation. Yeah. I think you know, Hertz maybe forgot the situation. They really just wanted to get that double move and, and rub it in the cornerback's face. It's hard to get mad about a sweet touchdown pass like that, but game situation, they were better. And I think they even said it. I was listening to the, uh, Brian Johnson. He didn't quite throw him under the bus. He goes, "Oh, the play call was like a short pass. And so I think the intention was to get a first down, maybe run the ball a couple times, bleed the clock. Cause you were almost, you, I think you were in field goal range already. So that to me was something that like, Hey, there was no reason uh, Sam Howell and the commanders even should have had the ball. Now, perfect transition to the defense. The defense really, really let us down this game. I mean, if you're going to put up 34 points in a game as the offense, uh, you're going to win. This Eagles team is going to win a lot of games, but there's no reason we should be letting up 31 points to Sam Howell at home. I understand the commanders always play us tough. They kind of know what we do, et cetera, but even on the short week playing down in Tampa and then coming back quick turnaround, whatever. And our defense, it it was weird because I thought that the defense really carried the team down in Tampa Bay. Like that was one of the best defensive performances I've seen out of this team in the Nick Sirianni era, honestly. So I was getting pretty optimistic about the defense. This is a letdown game. I think, I think this Rams game is going to be an awesome bounce back opportunity for the defense, but I mean, the defense, I, I don't know who to be mad at. The The D line didn't quite dominate like they normally did. The cornerbacks just were really playing soft. I, I don't know if that's a Desai thing or a, you know, sometimes I think they leave it up to the cornerbacks, how much space they give them. But that to me, the cornerbacks playing off, I think was the biggest issue. Rob, what, what was your biggest gripe with the defense? Yeah,
1: I, I thought the defense was terrible and I would give Desai an awful grade for that game. Um, I thought, you know, I think it seemed like Hal was getting rid of the ball really quickly, and it just made no sense because, um, you know, our corners, like you said, Sean, were playing 10, 12 yards off, and then he's just picking us apart with these quick throws. Like, if you would just get in their face, give the, um, you know, give our line a little time to get there you know, I, I think we could have had more success against Hal. get some pressure in his face. But be, I think because our corners were so far off, it was letting him get rid of the ball on these high percentage passes. Um, and our D line couldn't get there that fast. I, I, I really think that's kind of what it came down to, to me, just my, you know, 10,000 level view. Um, and it was frustrating. And I just I, I if, if we're getting picked apart by Sam Hal. I mean, I'm really worried coming into this week, and we're going to talk about the game. But what, like McVay's going to scheme up with, you know, Cooper Cup, and if he plays, and and whoever else, um, he's going to get a lot more creative, uh, you know, than the Commanders did. So, uh, I think they need to figure it out. I think they need to play some press coverage. I mean, you have Slay, you have Bradbury. Let's get those guys up there, get some pressure, and let our D line, you know, which is the strength of the team, give them a shot.
2: Yeah. And, uh, mentioning Bradbury, I mean, I think him being in the slot that experiment's over. I'm happy to see that we got Roby. I mean, I think you can move him now and instead of Joe being on the outside and, um, you know, giving that buffer, he seems to be more physical of a corner anyways. Um, so I don't allowing those guys to not be pressured at the line, um, wasn't helping us at all. The other thing too, I noticed with the defense was the middle of the field just seemed to be open. And it, that, yeah. The issue has been our linebackers, right? I mean, props to Moro. He got three sacks, tremendous, amazing. But those guys just aren't that great in coverage, him and Cunningham. And, and you could see it, especially this game with Howell and where he was passing and uh, where they were getting open within the middle of the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also, from all the people who do tape stuff, it does seem like Terrell Edmonds, the safety that's been filling in, that guy, Yeah, he, he seems to be a liability and i you know i test he doesn't seem to be playing well so knock on wood uh we get sydney brown back because i do think sydney brown reed blanketship back there that's that's you know that's solid enough obviously sydney brown is a rookie and it's early but he had some nice flashes Uh, in those couple games. And even in that, um, I I mean, just that, that play in the Monday night game, breaking up that ball that was supposed to go to Mike Evans. Like we need, we need a cheap athletic safety because it, it, the way this roster is constructed, they don't spend any money on safety and linebackers. So to some degree, you can only blame Desai so much, but I, we really got to figure it out because we do have an amazing, amazing defensive line and some, some pretty serviceable cornerbacks. So that should be enough to get it done. This to me, it was just some, some bad scheming. Um, yeah. I, I even thought the tackling was okay. It was just mostly just soft
2: coverage uh, by the cornerbacks. Yeah, and the other reason this game was so close is I mean we didn't get a we didn't have a turnover this game, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. That's how we've been kind of been able to win it the past few games is defense has stepped up. We've gotten some key turnovers. And this one, I mean, the howell was not only gutting us, I mean, we weren't able to get, you know, the the lucky turnover at some point in the game. He almost coughed it up um at one point in the red zone, but unfortunately we won't be able to take advantage of it. As well as that fumble too that ended up in the end zone. That uh, McLaren got. Uh before we move on, Jalen Hurts lost the step.
0: I I think he's he to <laughs> me, he looks maybe like a hair slower, but I'll say this like when they gotta have it, when it's like a first down a third down situation, and you saw it in this game, and then you saw it even in that uh the Monday night game against the Bucks, he still will use his legs and and gut it out and get that first down. I don't I He does not look as explosive as a runner, but I still think when you need him to get that first down, when you need him to get the yards, I still think he can do it. Now, I'm with you. He does seem a little slow. Yeah, I don't
1: understand it. It's like, you know, I I mean, nothing changed since the offseason. He had no lower body, body injuries. It's just he looks noticeably less elusive elusive and decisive quite honestly he looks like a less decisive runner too and you know at some point you know defenses are gonna stop being threatened by it and yeah he's picked up some on third down sean but you know the other runs too it's just like he's going down way too early i think sometimes too um and i get it you don't want to take hits i'm not saying he should take unnecessary hits but yeah, I almost feel like some of these plays, it's like, why even run it if this is going to be the result? If, like, the first sign of a defender, you're going to just slide down, then don't even run the play. It's not It's not doing anything for us.
2: I think, uh, and I, I remember texting you guys on that one play. I was like, man, he looks slow, and then we were all kind of chiming in. Um, he did, I think, especially on that one play where um, I think he ended up running out of bounds, or it just looked like he couldn't take the corner against the linebacker. But when I rewatched it, it looked like, as Rob's pointing out, it seems like he's a little hesitant. He And I don't mean he's scared to run by any means, but I think he's focusing more this season on passing instead of running. And on that play in particular, it seemed like he was just trying to get it to the wide receiver and just look to run uh, a second too late there. And, Sean, as you pointed out, I mean, late in the game, yeah, at that 23-yard run where he actually looked like he was running at a, the same pace, but somehow he's able to get those yards. And he's also, always, at least to me, looked, looked, looked deceivingly slow on the screen, but somehow he always seems to get those yards in the end. And uh, this season, I mean, it, it looks to be the same. So I don't know. It's, it's just a little odd, and I think maybe part of it is just him – being a little bit more focused to pass. And Rob, as you pointed out, I think he is going down a little bit earlier. And uh, that might be just a conscious decision of, hey, it's second and eight. Okay, I'll just take a yard and and roll down instead of trying to fight for five or six more. I'll uh, instead do a third and seven instead of a third and two.
0: For the most part, I'm fine with. like Save it for when we really need it. Don't get lit up. Um, it does seem, I, I do think you're onto something with it, that he's like focused more on passing where I think the switch, the decision to run was a much quicker decision last year. And I was like, all right, nothing there. I'm going to run. And, and maybe to Rob's point, that's where some of the lack of decisiveness, because he's like running and then he's like, wait, should I be running here? He's second guessing, I think maybe the decision to run. And and that's probably maybe hurting his speed. He does seem a little bit slower, but if he's going to get the first downs when we need him, I think that to me is, is the big, um, is is the biggest concern. All right. We're going to move it along. We got Eagles versus Rams coming up. But uh, before we get to that, uh, check in around the league, Dallas 49ers big Sunday night game. Uh, 49ers, three and a half point home favorites, Justin, who are you rooting for here in this game? I would assume we're always looking to fade Dallas, but Dallas already has a loss and we're going to be competing most likely as with the 49ers for that number one seed. I don't think anyone would root for Dallas, but we are in the situation where a, 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 either team getting a loss feels like a, a win, right? What, what are you, what's the best outcome, Justin?
2: No, I think it's too early to to say. Hey, uh, Dallas beats the Niners. I'm I'm good with that. I think that's too early in the season. I mean, we drop a game and Dallas wins. I mean, we're even yeah. with them at that point. So, uh, I I gotta I gotta stick with the Niners for right now. Now, as you pointed out, Dallas ends up winning. I'm easily gonna go. Hey, that helps us out. We could get home field. <laughs> the Niners fans the are so. Run. The Niners fans are so annoying though. That's the
0: other problem. And they've talked so much shit in the offseason. I can't, I barely even remember last time Cowboys fans were chirping. They know their place. So it's, it's really tough to get behind rooting for the 49ers, but I guess going against Dallas, we got to Rob, do you think the 49ers are going to be able to pull it out? They're at home. They seem to have the Cowboys number.
1: I think so. I, I think it's better for us actually. If Dallas wins just because You know, we play the 49ers once Uh, it's going to be a tough game, obviously. Um, Who knows the outcome? Hopefully we win. Um, But we play Dallas. We know we play Dallas twice. So we kind of control our own destiny against them. If we both have a loss or, or, you know, one loss, two loss, whereas we only get one shot against the 49ers. So, um, I actually think it'd be good if they pick up a loss, but you know, obviously it's hard to root for Dallas at the same time. I think we're in a good position where a loss to either team helps us. Um, You know, Dallas's defense uh, they had a pretty good week again last week after not having the good week the week before. Um, But I think the 49ers are probably going to exploit them a little bit. So um, it's going to be a tough game. I I think probably the 49ers are going to win quite honestly.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I think the, the, uh, and we'll see when we play them, but the, the Cowboys linebackers are still kind of a liability Cowboys after they blow out a team don't seem to really get up for the game. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it does feel like it's a 49ers game to lose. We got to touch on how bad the New York giants have been one in 3 their only, their only win was against the Cardinals and they almost lost that game the The New York Giants fewest points scored during the first two home games uh I think of all time. This is crazy. Uh, they only have three points in the first two home games. You got to go. And some of these other teams on the list are hilarious. 2013 Jaguars had five points. They went four and 12, 1999 Browns had seven points. They went two and 14, the 97 Colts and they had nine points and they, they ended up going three and 13. Uh, Brian Dable coach of the year, one, seven and one against the division. Justin, why are more people not giving Brian Dable shit? I, everyone's saying Daniel Jones sucks. And that's definitely part of it. They're making excuses. Oh, it's the offensive line. They're hurt. But this team is just bad. They were, they were, they were smoking mirrors last year.
2: Yeah, uh, no, I I'm 100% with you, Sean. I believe last year I said, Hey, he's he reminds me of Joe judge and, I believe that he was a fraud, and that, that is all coming to play now. I mean, the guy – I don't get it. I, every facet of that team is shittily coached, and you see it each game, um, whether it be Daniel Jones playing quarterback, that offensive line. I mean, the defense allowing a ton of points against them. Uh I don't know. I think we could just go on and on and on. And somehow – I mean, I was looking through the Giants thread, and – They're blaming the offensive line coach, the offensive coordinator. And I didn't see one post talking about how shitty Dayball is. I mean, they all seem to back him up and feel like with other guys at the helm, um, at offensive coordinator or offensive line, they'd be able to do better. But all I heard when Dayball was hired is, hey, he did all this stuff with Josh Allen. He'll be amazing with Daniel Jones. Look at Daniel coming around. This offense is going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, they outperformed, they overperformed last season, um, but not in our division, by the way, uh, the guy continues to lose only one win. Um, but yet somehow, uh, nobody's, nobody's, uh, upset with him. It seems like, so there you
0: go. It's, uh, I mean, Rob, what do you make of this giants team? It's just, they, they were, they like, they were really feeling themselves coming into this season it's it's really sad i mean it's so bizarre too because i
1: i mean i don't know did they really get worse personnel wise i don't think so i mean they didn't they draft an old lineman and um you know dimes looks terrible dable's doing a terrible job coaching um it's you know for a coach of the year guy i I don't know what's going on over there
0: this is great this is when you know things have gone bad uh, Evan Neal, the offensive lineman that was taking a ton of shit. I mean, rightfully so just got destroyed Monday night said, uh, Oh, what are the, what are the fans? No quote. They're probably, they flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere. So he he's taking a shot. at the <laughs> That is, that is never a good sign. Also, you don't, I mean, Justin, you're the food expert, but you don't flip hot dogs. You can say flip burgers, but flip hot dogs. Like, come on. That doesn't even I mean
2: Another huge coaching mistake by Dayball there. His guys should know better. Uh, the other thing that was great too is just the, the, whenever the coach has to show the quarterback how they fucked up on the pad, and oh, they yeah. just throws the pad down. <laughs> That's oh, he always was, great too. He was mad. He's at like, God, how the fuck do you too. throw this?
0: <laughs> he was mad at Daniel Jones when he threw that pick six. He's like, yeah. <laughs> But I guess that that was the O line's fault too. No, it's not. Uh, that durable's a genius. You can't pin it on him. It's all Daniel. I mean, I saw the Daniel Jones press conference. That was a that was a broken man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, shocked, I guess. How bad. What are
1: they paying him this year? Like 30 uh, million or something?
0: So much money. It's a two-year deal, but they're they're paying up for it. I thought it was 40. Am I wrong? I'll be honest. I'm kind of worried that they're that bad that they're going to they're going to stumble into a good quarterback because this quarterback class is, is really a pretty good quarterback class. Chicago bears, the Panthers, they win a couple of games. And, and all of a sudden Caleb Williams ends up in New York. Like that is, that is really a nightmare scenario that we have to start worrying about. I, I want to see them be really bad, but Rob, at some point we have to be a little concerned, right? Cause it's, it's a good QB class for a high draft pick.
1: Yeah, I do not want them to get Caleb Williams. I mean, he has looked lights out. Um, I, I think the Bears are still in the driver's seat
0: there. Well, um, they have their pick and the Panthers pick. So yeah, exactly. Like that, right now, if the NFL draft happened, they would have the one and two pick overall, which is kind which of which is wild.
1: Um, no, you're right, though. Yeah, you know, hopefully they pick up a couple games against not good teams, just enough to kind of knock them out, maybe to like pick eight or something, eight or nine. So they're not getting the... the Primo top guy, but um, you know, I, I don't know. They if I was a Giants fan right now, I would I would have a lot of questions and be very frustrated.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it has been fun doing the podcast with Ryan because he is just um, completely, completely done on the uh, on the New York Giants. It's uh, I, it's just it's just fun to watch. It's it's really it's really pretty enjoyable seeing them just, uh, yeah, completely get dominated. It's, and it's not like they're losing close games. Like they're just getting completely worked. It's, it's really uh, pretty awesome. Taking a quick break to talk about hall of fame bets, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with hall of fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines, this thing is awesome. Anytime I'm firing up a parlay, you know I'm using the Hall of Fame Bets Parlay Optimizer. Get the hit rates figured out. Fi- figure out the expected probability. Make sure I'm getting the right price. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets coming up this Sunday. Philadelphia Eagles head to the Los Angeles Rams, where the Eagles laying four and a half points as a, I'll say it, home favorite because they're going to be bringing the home crowd. SoFi Stadium will be turned Kelly Green. He's although my fucking jersey, my Kelly Green hurts jersey, not coming till October tenth. Come on. How did Jeez. they not, how did they not figure out everyone was going to order this stuff? Like, oh, whatever, whatever they ordered initially double it. Like, you know, you're going to, they had people tailgating to to buy these jerseys. What? Like, why would you not have more Kelly green jerseys that aside? Super excited for the game. The matchup, uh, interesting injury news. Cam Jurgens, We haven't even gotten to that yet. Cam Jurgens looks like he's going to miss a few weeks with the sprained foot. Uh, Sue Opeta. Probably uh, going to be the one filling in Britton Covey, Palmer Turner, who's looked pretty good as of late, had a couple of nice ones, breakout game in uh, Tampa Bay there Monday night. He's a little, uh, he's in the concussion protocol, probably won't play Sydney Brown rookie uh, safety. Hope to see him out there. He practiced today, even though he's, he's dealing with the hamstring on the Ram side. Uh, Stafford has a bruised hip. They're running back Hyron Williams. I wasn't practicing today. He is expected to play Cooper cup uh, activated from the IR. So he has a chance to play, but I don't know. Puka Nakua has looked really awesome for him. Uh, awesome for the Rams. So I would be surprised if they play Cooper cup. I think they're going to want to take it slow, bringing him back. But um, yeah, let's, let's talk about the game itself. Rob, What's your what? What do we got to see out of the Eagles come Sunday against the L.A. Rams? I think this game all comes down to our
1: defensive game plan, right? I mean, oh. uh, we can't let McVay, as I alluded to earlier, pick us apart on like short, quick slants over the middle, short, you know, passes, getting guys open in space. Um, We can't be sitting 10 yards, 15 yards off of their receivers. Um, I think if we do that, they're going to march down the field and he's going to scheme against it. And, you know, we're going to have to get in a shootout. And I'm not saying our offense can't put points up, but, um, you know, uh, I don't want to get in that situation. So I I really do think this is a game that's going to come down to our defense. I do think, you know, Stafford's a guy that, if we can get some pressure on him and give the line some time to get some pressures, he can make a mistake. He he's good for a pick or so, um, a fumble something. Um, so, you know, a turnover would go a long way, but, you know, to me, this is, this is a big test for the defense and, you know, hopefully decide, decide bounces back quick from, you know, what I thought was a pretty terrible performance last week.
0: I think uh, the, uh, the Stafford hip injury, I think is huge. Not because I think it's going to dramatically impact his throwing motion or or make him totally shitty. He's actually looked, uh, pretty sharp for the most part uh, with his ball placement and looked really comfortable moving around in the pocket to your point, Rob, he does have five interceptions this season. So I think if you get to him, uh, you can create some turnovers. And especially on the back end, I think, uh, I think Bradbury slay our boy, Reed are, are due for some uh, interceptions here. But I think if he's dealing with that bruised hip and he took some shots late against the Colts, uh, they also had an overtime game. I think if we can, if we can knock him around even a little bit, I think it's going to make it really, really tough for him. And if that bruised hip is limiting his ability to slide around in the pocket uh, because they also had some offensive line injuries. Uh, they seem to be playing through them. Okay. But man, the, that D line, if they can get to him, look out. Um, so t- to your point, I think getting to Stafford is going to be huge. And I, I think to me that the key to the game is that hip injury. Uh, and, and also just, you know, if we have that same approach that we had with Hal, where we're letting them complete that easy stuff underneath, uh, it it could be a long day. Justin, what do you want to see from the Eagles come Sunday?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll echo all of your points. I mean, when I hear of McVeigh, I think of, you know, bubble screens and of rounds, you know, those quick, quick plays Um, And yeah, I don't think we could give those guys uh, much cushion. We got to stay physical. I think our linebackers, I mean, Morrow, like I said, had three sacks last game, which was amazing. But I think in coverage, need to step up a little bit. I think things will be a bit better. Um, though with Bradbury no longer, I don't know where Roby's necessarily going to be. Um, I don't even know if he's going to start. I would assume we try to get him involved, but who knows how much of the the game plan he knows and understands? But yeah, switches I mean, some guys so, around because because it didn't seem like Bradbury was great in the slot last game. Um, I like him on the outside, and if you got to move Job to the slot, maybe you do that. Um, but so this, with that no, being no. said.
0: Oh, sorry. Real quick, just pop it in on the Bradley Roby. He's on the practice squad right now. Yeah, the plan is to put him up to the fifty-three man roster, but I don't know. Oh,
2: quick,
0: yeah, I don't know if they can do it this week. So it'll be interesting to see if they put Bradbury in the slot. I, I think it's going to depend a lot if Cooper Cup goes, because that that changes a lot of the the dynamic. Yeah.
2: I think a key thing, though, and we didn't talk about it, is uh, we had 10 penalties last game. That's shit that needs to get cleaned up. I mean, um, I think there were at least three offensive uh, false starts as well. Um, That's something that needs to get cleaned up. I think one my lot to Dickerson. Um, And this is with, you know, Opeta now is going to be starting. So these guys really need to be in sync uh, and, you know, play in unison here in order for us to – to be able to uh, hopefully keep Donald at bay. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a key factor there.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Opeta starting, I think what we have two things going for us. One, he has the full week of practice, he knows he's coming in as the starter, he's not coming in cold. Two, if you are going to have a position of need, certainly guard on our offensive line would be it because he's bracketed by Jason Kelsey and uh lane johnson there on the right side so certainly has a ton of support um yeah i mean he'll just have aaron donald coming at him but no big deal <laughs> oh, i'm saying we're gonna be, if if they're leaving uh Sue apetta one-on-one against aaron donald then they're <laughs> they're fucking idiots but i'm assuming i'm assuming they're going to be giving him some help with jason kelsey i don't know if dayball was coaching they might just let him go <laughs> Uh, I was listening to the um, Ruben Frank talk, and he was mentioning like, why is Mario Goodrich on the roster anymore? He's the cornerback. He was supposed to be the backup slot cornerback to Zeke McPherson uh, when Zeke McPherson, or sorry, like basically the third string slot corner. So Avante Maddox went out, and we had already lost Zeke McPherson. I'd kind of forgotten about we lost him early on in the preseason. So Mario Goodrich is supposed to be. The next guy up as Nickel Corner, but they they're not even putting him on the active roster. So not a good sign. I assume that's why they went out and, and signed someone uh to to kind of balance things out here. But uh hopefully, hopefully Sydney Brown is a go. That'll be big. Um get him more reps and and not have to see uh Terrell Edmonds. What about the uh what about the offensive side? For me, I just just keep going to AJ Brown. I know everyone wants to say, oh, get Goddard going, get the running game going. AJ, no one can fucking guard AJ Brown. He is, he, I mean, he was bitching about not getting the ball, and then we got him the ball and he scored a bunch of touchdowns. I, 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 I like DeAndre Swift and quietly, he's been pretty awesome, but it is almost an embarrassment of riches of offense. But start at the top, get AJ going early and often, and that just sets up everyone else to be in a good position, Rob, what do you want to see out of the offense? Just keep feeding AJ. Like, well, yeah. you,
1: you know, go. it's funny. Cause it, it, it does seem sometimes like we can only get one of them going, right? Like yeah. we have an AJ game. We have a Devonte game. Like we don't really have Goddard games, but you know, we have a swift game. Uh, I just want to see balance. I want to see all those guys get touches. Um, that's really what I want to see because that's when I think our offense gets the most deadly. And I don't think we've really put that balance together so far this season. So, um, and I'm probably going to say that every week till I see it. Um, but I, I just want to see them mix the ball around, keep the defense guessing. Um, and I think, you know, the offensive line is going to be key, keeping Aaron Donald away from Hurts. Um, you know, suo Peta, from everything I've read actually played pretty well last week when he came in on, a, on, you know, without notice. So I'm optimistic that he can plug and play in there. Um, But I just want to see him spread it around. I don't, I don't think we're a reason. And most importantly, I want to see red zone conversions, right? I don't want to, I don't want to see all these field goals. I don't want to see third and 11 running quarterback draw up the middle. Like, I just want to see the play calling improve and become more diverse, and I want to see us get home in the red zone.
0: Justin, are you on team? Just give the ball to A.J. Brown. He was 9 for 175 last week and two touchdowns. Game before, 9 for 131. Is th- over 300 yards receiving in two games. The guy is
2: awesome. Just feed him the yeah. rock. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna be. uh, I'm gonna agree a little bit with both of you. Uh, I agree, Rob. Play calling needs to get better. We need to click uh, better on all cylinders. I think specifically, as you said, red zone, but also third downs. I mean, we just don't seem to be getting it together on third down. We might have a good pass on first or second, and then things seem to stumble, and then we end up punting. So, uh, I think play calling is going to be key as far as like trying to get everybody involved. I just think this team, especially this year, just has so much talent that I don't know if we're going to be able to get everybody involved each game. Um, I, you know, as unison and spread the ball around completely. Uh, as you pointed out, Sean, it seems like that tight end, uh, tight ends aren't getting the ball that much this season, whether it be the way the defenses are playing now or what's happening. um, I'm just happy we're winning at this point. And if it happens to be a game where, you know, Swift has over 200 yards, I'm fine with that. Or a game like last game where AJ has over 175 yards, let's just win it. And uh, I will say, yeah, we could be winning it in a a little bit better of a fashion with better flow on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, for right now, I'm happy with what we're doing. Let's keep it up. I like that. Oh, Justin,
0: trying to keep it positive, getting uh, getting everyone excited for the game. Hey, let's uh, let's put together another underdog fantasy pickem. Our uh, pickem didn't hit last week. Rob, you'll like this fellow uh, Phillies guy. I have a pickem going right now that I I tied Bryce Harper higher one and a half hits and runs and RBIs. So that hit from yesterday's game, I tied it to AJ nice. Brown. Higher 79 and a half receiving yards. Jalen Hurts higher 23, uh, 238 and a half passing yards. So if that hits, that's a sweet uh six, or no, actually it's eight to one. Um, I'll I'll be watching that. But let's put together our own pick'em. Of course, go to underdog fantasy.com, use the promo code SGPN, hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars for a limited time. Get the pick'em sheet going here. I think um, oh well, yeah, let's just A.J. Brown, in my mind, always a good option. You got the Hurts rushing, the receiving, the rushing touchdown, uh, DeAndre Swift rushing yards. We also have A.J. Brown to score a touchdown, Devonta Smith to score a touchdown. That, um, And so they have these spicy plays now. So Devonta Smith to score a touchdown is a one-and-a-half-X multiplier. Dallas Goddard to get a touchdown is a two-X multiplier. Multiplier. We got Jake Elliott props. We can obviously fade some of the uh, some of the Rams players as well. Justin, I'll let you start. Who Who are you looking to back here and underdog pick them for the Eagles?
2: Um, You know what? I like what I think Jalen is finally starting to come around, so I'm going to pick him. Uh, what do you got for passing yards? 242 and a half. Coming off a yep. three hundred
0: yard game. Oh, I'm taking over for sure. All right lock that up Rob I'll let you go is it are you gonna take a Goddard touchdown that's available right now I kind of like that actually I'm in all right he's he's so do right so okay due. now now we have to uh tie in another pick so so far we have Goddard to get a touchdown Hertz over and two forty two and a half uh is there any other players you well actually no, let's do this one. So underdog has this deal where each day they feature a different player uh, to go higher and lower on. All you have to do is play that player doesn't matter. And then they pick 10 random accounts to give $10,000 to. So I think we weigh in on that one just so we can get that entry in Mark Andrews, 52 and a half total yards. Ravens are at the Steelers. Uh, Andrews is interesting, kind of uh, a down season, but then he's picked it up. Rob, I'll let you go. What do you what, what do you make of Mark Andrews? Against these AFC North games, usually end up being ugly. But I the-
1: don't know. I, I'm I saying over just because I saw the Steelers last week. Sorry, Sean. I know, I know you love you love Steel the Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> um, this is a great but, spot. Uh, I, I'm going over. I'm not picking anything under against the Steelers.
0: Justin, are you co-signing it? Yeah, I'm there.
2: I'm with Rob. I like right. it. Oh wait, Save the Steelers.
0: Okay, so now I guess we can't do the uh, Andrews one because we have the spicy uh, play with Dallas Goddard. So maybe we look. They won't <laughs> let the, it'll break the mainframe if we put that one in. All right, so who do we like to fade on the Rams? I'll pull up their stuff. So they got Stafford. Oh, we could bet Stafford to uh, Stafford to get a fumble is a two x multiplier. That's also a little spicy. Uh, Kyron Williams, not to get a touchdown. Uh, that's an option. Most of it's mostly touchdown stuff, or we could fade some kicking points, but I, I like the Stafford fumble. That's a nice bet on our defensive line. Justin, Rob, you in on that one? Sure. I'm in.
2: All right. Muy caliente.
0: Okay. Got it. So a 25 bet, a $25 bet will win us $600. If this hits, I'm putting up the cash If we hit this. We'll keep it in our uh diehard Eagles kitty. Roll it over to the next one. Jalen Hurts, higher 242 and a half passing yards. Dallas Goddard to get a touchdown. Matt Stafford to uh lose a fumble. Man, I love that Stafford to lose a fumble. That feels like a great, great pick. All right, uh, gang. Let's uh let's close things out with a MVE, most valuable Eagle and final score prediction. Rob, I'll let you go first. What do you got? Ooh, uh, I
1: am going to say, what's the line? First of all, I didn't even look the line up. Four and a half. Eagles are. Four and a half. Okay. I do think we're going to cover, I am going to say 27 to 21 Eagles. I'll say most valuable Eagle will be Swift. I think he's going to have a good game again. Um and, you know, I think we get the victory. Uh, you know, it's all going to come down to defense, though. So we'll see. Hopefully we get some pressure. And uh, before we go, shout out to the Phils. Looks like they locked up the series tonight. Yeah. Uh, Red October, Stott, Grand Slam. Let's go. Justin,
2: how say you? Oh, sorry. I thought you were, were going to cheer on Rob. And the, and oh, the no, Sean's I'm giving right me right no on, Philly Sean. support here. I thought no you were Phils. a big Phils fan, Sean. Grand come Slam. On.
0: I was looking to see, do we know who they're going to play yet, Rob? Oh. Gotcha. Uh, I've not seen that. I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I was saying to Justin, I don't really understand the baseball playoffs that well. Well, but- I think the I, I think I just
1: saw a tweet saying we're six outs away from a matchup with the Braves.
0: Braves, right? Okay. Braves this are good. Braves. I do know that. We got them though. Don't worry. Unlike the Dodgers, we show up in the playoffs right October. Oh!
2: Wait, <laughs> hey, we won. The, the Dodgers won a World Series. Where are we Oh, come on! Yeah,
0: COVID that's season that's
2: shortened. Ashtrick, <laughs> oh, bunch of haters. Justin, highest uh, score and most valuable eagle. I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'm gonna go 32, 27. Um, if we win, I think we need to to score more than 30. Um, I just don't think our our defense can hold them to less than 27 points at this point. Unless I see something different this game. So I I I want to say we covered though. I'm gonna root that on. So 32 27. 32 27. I like it. The nice random uh
0: score there.
2: I'll go player sorry, player of the game, yes. right? Um uh, i V E. I'm gonna say Devonte. You know, he's kind of due. I know you guys said Goddard's too, but I, I think Devontae, this could be his game here. So I, I have it
0: going 31 21. I do think Goddard gets the touchdown, but I think the MVE belongs to Jalen Carter, who is going to ruin Matt Safford's afternoon. He's going to force the fumble. It's going to help us cash big over on underdog. Hey guys, thank you as always for tuning into the Die Hard Eagles podcast, toss us a nice rating review, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, follow us on X formerly Twitter at diehard Eagles 52. For the Diary Eagles podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin. Go birds! Go birds!
2: Go birds!